Marvelicious Toys is brought to you in part by Dorkside Toys. At DorksideToys.com, you can get the latest Marvel toys, as well as Star Wars, G.I. Joe, The Walking Dead, and more. Run by toy fans, you can be assured your order will be given great attention and packed with care. Sign up to their social channels now for stock alerts, reviews, and toy and movie news. DorksideToys.com. You'd be a dork not to shop there. Welcome to Marvelicious Toys, hosted by Justin and his amazing friends, Arnie and Marjorie. We bring you news and reviews of Marvel toys, statues, and more, because not all Marvel collections can be bagged and boarded. They're not just toys, they're Marvelicious. Welcome to a bonus episode of Marvelicious Toys. I'm Marjorie. I'm Arnie. And this is Justin. And what you're about to hear is a time capsule from a full two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> doodly-doo, doodly-doo. Yes, we recorded the bulk of this show actually as part of Marvelicious Toys 127. And when we realized we went way long, we decided the New York Comic Con coverage, including my viewing of that Avengers footage and trailer, would just be its own show that would come out today. And then Marvel goes and screws with us and says, we're going to show the Avengers trailer during S.H.I.E.L.D. And I'm like, well, it's just the night before. Okay, that's cool. I can actually use some of that footage. And then <laughs> the internet hackers screw with me more by leaking the trailer early. So Marvel put out the trailer. So everything that we're going to talk about with New York Comic Con, we had no idea that was coming. So just to kind of contextualize it for you there. <laughs> everything that's happening now is happening now. What's happening then? Yeah, we just missed it. <laughs> Maybe you should sit down, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get to the New York Comic Con coverage, let's give a shout out to our sponsor, Dorkside Toys, who is having some great sales this week. They have on sale right now pre-orders for the next two Marvel Select figures, two of the coolest Marvel Select figures ever, Carnage and Cable. MSRP on those, $24.99. You can pre-order them from Dorkside Toys right now. For $21.99. Nice. You bet I will be. And they also have something I've gone ahead and ordered. The Hikari Premium Sofubi 11-inch Groot. Because <laughs> don't you all need 11 inches of lumber? <sighs> no, 11 inches of wood. I didn't want to say that. Oh, <laughs> that sounded I, dirty. What? I thought that's what you were trying to go for. <laughs> Isn't this what we have Jeff for so we don't have to look at these weird Japanese things? I'm into the Sofubi. I have wanted Sofubi since I've seen them do the Turtles and the Batman and all this. I got my first 11-inch Sofubi from Funko, the Spider-Man, and now they're coming out with Groot. Now, these are much bigger than the other Sofubis. I understand there's a licensing issue so that they had to go in a larger scale because vinyl collectibles in the, like, 6 to 8-inch scale was already taken. So these are going to tower over your other Hikari Sofubi figures. These are nice, soft, rubbery vinyl. Very cool. I don't know that I need every Groot that they had on display because they love variants, but I need a couple of Groots, and this will be my first. They've also got Disney Infinity Marvel superheroes on their site, plus Marvel Legends, Black Cat, Agent Venom, and tons of pop vinyls. So thank you to Dorkside Toys for support of Marvelicious Toys. And now to New York Comic Con, because that's where we were at the Hasbro party, and 
we recorded a little bit from the floor of Javits Center. Well, we are coming to you from New York Comic Con, where we've seen quite a bit of lovely Marvel things this time. Yeah, it's been a pretty big show here. Uh, the first thing was, of course, not even at New York Comic Con because Hasbro isn't here. They used to be here. They used to have that exclusive half and half Hulk, you know, because full cream Hulk's a little fatty. <laughs> he is. But at the Hasbro party, they showed off what I was hoping they would, the first figures from the Avengers in the Avengers Legend Wave. We got to see Hulk, who looks to be about the same Hulk as before, purple pants this time with some you know, kind of bluish with some red accents it's like he took captain america's pants he, he kind of did I, what i really like is apparently he's been whitening his teeth he, he's gotten some 3d white going because his teeth are glow in the dark white yeah the one they had out there had this rage face on which i like a lot better than the face they had at the last time they did it now the official photo they sent out has a more classic gnashed teeth face so it's possible we're going to be getting two heads on that figure and his teeth are yellow and not white well that could just be their color correction lighting adjustments they also had captain america from avengers 2 and a lot more red accent in his outfit i was happy to see they went through the detail though i'd seen some of the pre-release leaked photos that the avengers were now all sporting a's on their outfit for avengers and so on the shoulder of Captain America, they actually painted the A. Yeah, that's a nice little touch. And then the third Avengers Legends figure, Valkyrie, didn't see that coming. But what they pointed out is they're going to be doing comic figures mixed in with movie-style figures. And she is, of course, the comic figure. Not that Valkyrie will appear in Avengers 2. Not that Valkyrie won't appear in Avengers 2. I, I don't know if that was a spoiler or not. And then a totally new Quinjet. I kind of feared we might be just getting a slight repaint on the Quinjet this time around, but this looks vastly different than the Quinjet we were getting before. More snubbed wings. Yeah, it was kind of nice. And I think that you have to expect these things to evolve, especially since if you follow Captain America and Tony Stark would help out with propulsion and design and things like that. Yes, yeah. Then for the infinite series those were the only legends figures they showed but they showed a bunch of infinite series figures i was happy to see the sinister six we get a finally proper doc ock vulture looking good and then a repack of the sandman in all sandy colors i think he was supposed to be released before but with the cancellation of the lines and things he's finally going to be coming out yeah he was actually pretty nice i like the sand paint on him and I think just because I RSVP'd I was coming to shut me up and not have me ask, they put out North Star. Yes, North Star is finally going to see the light of day. Even North Star looks a little grumpy, though. This is my first time getting a good look at his facial sculpt. He's like, really? You delayed me? He's, he looks annoyed. Yeah, he does look rather annoyed. And the way they styled his hair and face, it's very cartoony. We're getting Gray Beast, which was very cool. Looks like a re-release of Miles Morales' Spider-Man. Daredevil in the black and red outfit. The Juggalossus, Juggernaut Colossus, finally coming out, too, as an individually packed figure. Some great stuff. We'll go over with Justin a little bit more when we get back in the studio. But... Exciting figures seeing coming out. I think my favorite is the like modern Thor, where it's Thor hair pulled back in a ponytail and leather bomber jacket. He should have like a soul patch or something. That would be hipster Thor. Yes. 
So some cool stuff being shown from Hasbro, just a minor tease of what is undoubtedly going to be, I'd imagine, at least two waves of Legends figures, given how big Avengers 1 was. Then from the show floor itself, quite a bit, Kotobukiya showing off some new stuff again, getting to see all of their artifacts plus Avengers, as well as in the Bishoujo line, they had out Jubilee and She-Hulk. Yeah, the She-Hulk looked really good though, don't you think? Nice change of pace for them, a different kind of pose and style. I'm not sure how well the face actually went with the body it was on, but a real good change there for that line of figures. Yeah, I thought she was great. She really stood out, and I think that they did a marvelous job on the paint on her. The upcoming rogue fine art statue, fully painted and looking good. The rogue... I think I like the one that they never made a little better. The head they had displayed looks just a little off. There's an alternate head, but she looks somewhat cross-eyed and confused. I guess you would be too if you had your extra head just laying there. Maybe that's why. It does just... It might look better on a body, perhaps. I do like the Wolverine, though, with the alternate head. That Carnage is up for pre-order now. It looks like the best Carnage statue ever made. Yeah, it's a really nice Carnage. And Justin, you skipped out on the Deadpool in Sideshow's 12-inch line. I think you should go ahead and pre-order. I already have pre-ordered both these Deadpools, who also come with the little whiteboards you can write messages on. Marvel itself finally released, the day before the convention, their exclusives. They had absolutely nothing to release in the way of information before then. I don't know why they decided to wait till the last minute. And we saw it and we went, meh. Yeah, I wasn't too enthused about anything. However, when we walked by the booth and there was not a line, I'm like, well, hey, I'll take that Hydra shirt because I really like Hydra. And then I'll take the shirt that was the Guardians of the Galaxy. And I, I think this is how it goes. It said a thief, two thugs, an assassin, and a maniac. They had a nice shield shirt that I figured I'd get when you got... It was kind of like your Hydra shirt, only better. No, it was only lamer. And because we were standing there, I was hemming and hawing on their messenger bag. It's shield, or if you flip it over, it's hydra. Probably a hydra one in general. I thought it was kind of cool, and 50 bucks. So for looking at all their merchandise and going, meh, then we walked past and spent $180. Okay, again, it's a lot easier when you're not standing in a long line. It was nothing I would stand in line for for four hours like I did last year for that comic book Rocket Raccoon plushie, which I still stand by as being an awesome collectible, perhaps the best one ever. Yeah, that thing's gone up to 200 on eBay, so other people agree with you there. We also picked up those magnets. Those were the things I wanted, but I wouldn't have stood in line for them. Really heavy, emblazoned shield and hydra magnets. Only 10 bucks a piece. I thought that was a good deal for those. Yeah, they were pretty decent. I like those a lot. I, I noticed how you picked the shield to go with my hydra. From the other vendors, we talked last time about the Stan Lee talking plush. Cute. Not $65 cute, but cute. Or $100 if you want the autographed hang tag. Yeah, no, kind of passed on that. Went and saw the Sam Raimi figure as well because I was interested in getting that to direct the Spider-Man figures. You know, it didn't look that good. I know what Sam Raimi looks like. This looked actually just like a poor sculpt altogether of just somebody with a bowl cut. Yeah, if you show that to me, I wouldn't even know that that was Sam Raimi. And they wanted $65 for it. I looked at it, I'm like, I'd go 10 for that. And then I asked the price, 65 you, yeah, you can go ahead and keep that. 
We did manage to score every exclusive pop vinyl at this con, though. The Loki ones are probably the best. Yes, they were actually fairly easy. I think at the Loki ones, I had to wait in line maybe 10 minutes, but they had plenty of them there, so it went very quickly. But since I didn't get the Sam Raimi, there was a new company showing their stuff off called Go Hero. I hadn't paid attention to them before, but they have a Stan Lee 12-inch... All right, it's a doll. I can't call it a figure. It's a doll. Like a toner? Kind of like a toner, but also kind of like a hot toy. It looked really good, like really hot toy accurate face sculpt. And it looks like their figures only run around $100, $120 or so. I think when that comes out, I may have a Stanley cameo in my hot toy collection. Oh, I think you need a Stanley cameo, definitely. Like just have all of the Iron Men out, just all in a row and somewhere in there, like where's Waldo is Stanley? Diamond was showing off some new stuff. They're retro figures. I haven't gotten any of these yet. They now have a Wolverine 3-pack, which is very cool, as Mego never made the Wolverine. No, but you did point out that the Wolverine looks like Zack out, and we talked to him. He goes, every action figure looks like me. It's the hair and the nose and the sideburns. Yeah, if you have a figure with a big nose and giant sideburns, it looks like him. But I don't think the other ones do. Just the ones in the yellow looks a lot like him. They also had on display Thor, who looks a lot like the vintage Mego figure, which you got me. And I was surprised at how accurate that really ended up looking. Yeah, it look just like it with the long flowing hair and everything and I know way too much about the Migos after buying those for you. But there was a lot of stuff on display. There was Play Arts Kai Iron Man Battle Damaged. And that was at Square Enix, right? Yeah, Square Enix had that. And it looks like they're coming out with a Spider-Man. I really like the Iron Man. The detail there was incredible, of course, depending on cost. The Spider-Man, they only had like an iPad on display with a picture of him. He looks a little weirdly angular, like he's Robo Spider-Man or something. Yeah, we'll just have to wait and see an actual photo of it or see it in person. I don't know that you should just plunk down money to pre-order these blindly. But a lot of interesting, kind of weird stuff here. And then the big announcement they made was there's going to be a S.H.I.E.L.D. exhibit. Well, it's a Marvel Interactive event that's it's like Marvel Live that's coming to different cities. And they've got a real-life Quinjet, like a life-size Quinjet in there. There's like S.H.I.E.L.D. missions you can do. It's, it's kind of like the circus coming to town, but with Marvel stuff. That's the only way I can equate it. They had a diorama out in the Marvel booth for it. It was kind of interesting, but you really couldn't tell much other than it had a whole bunch of tents and spotlights. Yeah, so... If that came near us, I'd probably check it out. But obviously, Marjorie, the highlight of your con, you got to meet Jeremy Renner? No, I didn't. And again, I would probably only talk to him about his movie where he starred as Jeffrey Dahmer. It's on Netflix. Check it out, people. I went to the um, unveiling of the Hawkeye statue for Madame Tussauds. And first of all, let me tell you, that's the most anticlimactic unveiling I've ever been to as the wax statue was there just behind a banner and you could see it anyway so it's not like you couldn't see it before the unveiling quote-unquote but it was very real looking looked just like Jeremy Renner I thought in Avengers and I got to see one of the artists there who was doing touch-ups on him up until the point of the quote-unquote unveiling and the guy was painting and painting his eyebrows and his hair is surprisingly lifelike now here's one thing I thought was amusing I went for the unveiling of it, and they wouldn't let us within, like, five feet of him, right, of this wax statue. They're like, no, no, you know, it's almost like 
like you're seeing Bono, don't look directly in his eyes kind of thing. Well, you can't. He always wears sunglasses. Exactly. Well, and then you and I stroll by later, and they let people stand right next to the statue. It's hilarious. Uh, they probably just gave up, decided yeah. if people are going to do that anyway. So, no, there's quite a bit here. It's been a great con. Got a shopping done. Got a chance to see the Rocket Raccoon in person from the Marvel Unlimited event. So we'll take it back to the studio and see what Justin thinks. So that was all we'd seen by Saturday. But on Sunday, I did stop by the Play Imaginative booth. <laughs> Are you just torturing yourself? Well, I was walking past. I wasn't seeking them out. And actually, I was there because I, I did ask your guys' question, but it was not my question. My question was not to ask about the Iron Patriots. But my question was to ask about the easy hobby toys they showed off at Toy Fair with the Ghost Rider, which I ended up ordering from China, and the mini Iron Men, which I ended up getting as a gift from Marjorie, and the mini Hulks, which I just can't find anywhere. So I asked what that's happening, and there's a licensing problem. Marvel is demanding minimums that they don't think will sell, so those may never get officially distributed in the States. Huh. And then since I was there, I'm like, so, uh, what about those six-inch figures? Oh, the 112 scale? Yeah, yeah. When are those shipping? Oh, the War Machine is going to be shipping next month. Great. How about Iron Patriot? Do you have a pre-order? Yes. Yes, I do. So, they've been asked that a million times, I'm guessing, huh? Uh-huh. They're not quite sure, but they think before the end of the year. What is the holdup? They only had three figures on display. A lot of the stuff we'd seen at Toy Fair, like the battle drones and the different Iron Man armors and all of that, they're like, we're only showing what we know will be shipping soon. We're <laughs> just not going to show anything else anymore. L like soon as in eight months from now? How about not taking pre-orders on stuff you can't ship? If they could ship it, it wouldn't be a pre-order. Yeah. Or just have some sort of idea of what your timeline is. Show us drones and say, timeline to be determined, you know, and like say maybe 2016. We don't know. But like, come on. Yeah, it'll be here before the next millennium. <laughs> yeah, that's the question I quit asking. So I got to say, though, they had two war machines out on display, making me think that they actually have started some production if they have two of them. And if, if war machine is shipping that means that the parts are all done and they have that at least figured out now it just comes down to the paint apps on iron patriot yep and finally it looks awesome <laughs> but that's the play imaginative you guys asked about but i mean so much there justin what'd you think of all the hasbro reveals wow there's a lot more than i thought they were going to show and you were you were a little bit right. They they did kind of tease with some Avengers two figures, didn't they? Yeah, I mean not tease. We got to see Hulk, Cap, and Valkyrie. Yeah. And that Valkyrie, I initially mistook it as just a repack of the old Toys R Us one, but someone on our Facebook page pointed out that's a new body and head. It's a new Valkyrie. Oh wow, that's cool. You know, I'm looking at that Hulk, and you guys, you know, talked about how it might have two different heads. I think. That's cool as a repaint. There's not too many different things to do with the Hulk. He's always got his shirt off and he's wearing some pants. So give us one with his mouth open. That's awesome. I'm looking at this Captain America, and I can't tell if it's new or partly repainted from the Winter Soldier cap. But at any rate, it's it's repainted in such a way that it looks new. I think because of where the red is on his pants and things, that 
it's a and up in the chest area that there's new sculpting there because I think that'll be a different texture. I I think it might be at most a retool, possibly an all new sculpt, just very similar to previous sculpts. Yeah, I think there might be some reusing of parts. Like maybe the torso is going to be new, but his arms I think are repainted. It'll be hard to tell until we see him in person. But at any rate, it looks it looks pretty good. The shield is. There's something weird going on with the colors on that shield. It goes red, silver, red, then blue and silver with a star. I wonder if that's shield number two, because we all know something happens to shield number one. Yeah, this looks like a, a knockoff shield. Like they got the color pattern wrong. Or it could just be a very early, not finished painted prototype. That could right. be. I was actually really excited about the Marvel Infinite series three and three quarter inch stuff there, though. I mean, the Sinister Six... North Star, who I just, I got to admit, I'm not the world's biggest North Star fan, but... <laughs> it's just you deserve him at this point. Yes. You don't <laughs> put him on the card and then not release him. It's not like I'm sitting around wanting Wrecker either. I don't buy every comic that Wrecker appears in, but I just want to finish the Wrecking Crew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, looking at the three and three quarter inch offerings, it kind of it kind of just reinforces my thoughts when I initially saw him at Comic-Con, which is... You know, when they're going to reuse old Marvel Universe parts, I'll probably be excited about it. And when they're going to re-sculpt some of these, I'll probably pass. Like, I'm looking at, what is this guy, Thunderstrike? Ugh. That just looks like Biker Thor, you know? That isn't Biker Thor? I thought I seriously <laughs> thought that was a Thor. That's Thunderstrike? That's a new character? <laughs> I guess. I, it's ridiculous is what it is. Wait, like, wait, wait. I'm confused. <laughs> That's not Thor? I don't know. Who's Thunderstrike? Somebody said it's Thunderstrike. I've okay. seen a few people say that. Thanks to Wiki, Thunderstrike is Eric Masterson. Eric Masterson was Thor, and then later, Thunderstrike. And as Thunderstrike, he had the ponytail and the leather coat. But you can understand why I thought it was Thor. Yeah, coming out of the uh, Blue Oyster. What was that bar in the Police Academy <laughs> movies? Yeah, that was the Blue Oyster. <laughs> In my defense, Thunderstrike was a character from 93 to 95. I wasn't into comics, and I don't think a lot of people were. That was during the dark times. Yeah, and you can tell why. But it's a cool <laughs> outfit. I just thought it was like Club and Thor. <laughs> I mean, from a figure standpoint, it just looks cheap to me. I mean, the the painted on epithas on his chest, that's cheap looking. And they painted on his wrist gauntlets. That's not doing too much for me. But then, you know, you keep looking at other pictures and finally going to get Colossonaut or Juggalossus. I like Juggalossus best. <laughs> but that, I mean, see, that's a repaint, you know, repaint of a MU figure that I love. It just, it comes down to weird choices of articulation for me. You know, being, being the collector I am, I'm sure I'll pick all these up as I see them. But it's just a matter of how happy I'm going to be about it when it happens. I'm excited for the characters. Yeah. Being in the party, they were giving free alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't notice some of the details you're now pointing out. <laughs> when they're in my hand, I might agree with you, especially if the paint apps are as sloppy as they have been. Now, somebody was talking to the guys over at the Star Wars line, and they are aware that their paint apps aren't all that they have been, and they are looking into it. Are they taking it very seriously? Yeah. Yeah. So... If the paint apps are bad and these things are just painted on, that's 
a fail. If they're painted on well, hey, I was down with body paint Doc Sampson and that, you know, I mean. Yeah, I mean, it works where it works. I mean, I'm looking at Doc Ock and that's a great version of classic Doc Ock, you know. Well, I mean, that's that also over... a new body. I mean, I don't think we have a portly body yet. No, I mean, those might be somewhat reused legs, but that body looks to be new for sure. But then I look over at Vulture and that just feels like a Happy Meal toy to me. I I actually really liked Vulture with the wings, but it all depends. If he has like Dark Hawk level articulation, it's great. If it's really poor articulation and you can only move those wings two different ways, that's a fail. Yeah. But it's all how it, it's not even about what kind of joints they use so much as how the whole thing is engineered and architected. Very true. So that line may become a little bit more of a pick and choose for me, but I was surprised to see, like you said, the all new Quinjet. I don't know how necessary that was. I mean, most people would probably have picked up a repaint of it, right? The Quinjet, I believe, features heavily in Age of Ultron. I don't want to give any spoilers, but I will later this show. All right. So wait, now is not the time? What, what the hell? <laughs> I, we need to give a spoiler alert before I talk about and just... I can't talk about it without... I can't talk about it. I'll talk about it later this She's show. She's got a problem. <laughs> Understood. Wow. <laughs> no, but I mean, all in all, it just sounds like New York Comic Con is growing by leaps and bounds. It might be one that I'm going to have to start making it out to. Oh, boy. We skipped Saturday because it was so crowded. Now, they claim attendance numbers over 150,000 people, which puts it over 20,000 more than Comic Con. However... However, Marjorie did some digging. And both have had a counterfeit badge problem. I know San Diego Comic-Con does. They don't really check your badge all that well when you go in the door. But you know how packed it is on Saturday, Justin? Yeah. Yeah. It is, I think if you put New York Comic-Con in San Diego Comic-Con's convention center, it wouldn't be the same at all. I, I have heard and talking with a few other people who are exhibitors... That what they're doing is if you buy four one-day passes, you're getting counted four times. Whereas San Diego, uh, if you buy four one-day passes, because sometimes that's the only way you can get tickets, right. they're counting it as one attendance because they have a membership ID at San Diego and it's all linked together. So it's like apples to oranges. Yeah, so it's very possible that they only had 70,000 people coming through the doors. Correct. But a good portion of them may have gone for four days or two days. Whereas if you buy like three one-day passes... But you can't say that you're surpassed somebody when you're not counting it the same. But because these are private organizations, yeah. there's no auditing of that. The other thing that we aren't sure about, but because of the counterfeit issue, it said that San Diego may report 130,000 people, but people are going to Kinko's and printing off badges at nights. And so you may actually have 200,000 people in the halls or maybe maybe 150,000. I don't know how much counterfeiting is going on, but at New York Comic Con, they actually have you tap in like you're going into the office. You cannot get into the building without and in or out without tapping in and tapping out. Oh, wow. I'm surprised it doesn't slow things down. I thought it would be a horrible bottleneck. It does kind of. Not much. It's Not much, but they have when you go in, you do have to have your bag checked. And then they have It's I, very cursory though. It, it is. You got a bag? Okay. I looked in it. But one guy would looked at me and was like, Yeah, you don't even need to unzip it, dude. Just go. Yeah. <laughs> but they seem to employ because you know it's not always 
Comic-Con staff or volunteers who are doing this part of it with the badge readers and the security. I mean, I just thought it would back up to be an hour wait to get tapped in. And usually it was two to three minutes. It, they had enough open lanes to keep it moving, unlike like Walmart at holiday season. <laughs> but as far as whether it's worth going to or not, it's still very much a comic con versus a movie con. The panels they had there, they did have George Clooney show up for Tomorrowland, but Marvel, there was a Daredevil panel. Ooh. You know, so, and Robert Downey Jr., who was in New York, and Jeremy Renner, who was in New York, I may or may not have walked the entire con as well as everywhere in Manhattan with an Avengers DVD slipcover bag to board it in my backpack, just in case. <laughs> I mean, it's an island. There's a chance. <laughs> But I, I did get Scar Joe's autograph in Manhattan, so it was possible. Very true. But none of them showed up as special guests to the Daredevil panel to support Marvel. And Jeremy Renner was in town doing talk shows, but he didn't show up to the unveiling of his Hawkeye wax statue for Madame Tussauds. Hmm. So while there's a lot of comic guests there, there's no exclusive toys other than Funko Pops. I mean, I loaded up on the Pops. And you could easily get them in the morning. Like, I moseyed around on Friday morning and got them all. Yeah, and it's not worth a plane ticket and admission and all of that if all you're going for are those exclusive pops, because you can sit at home and eBay them for far less than a hotel. I mean, you gotta like the comic aspect of it. And I went to report on the companies exhibiting there, but Kotobukiya... We talked about some of their stuff after we recorded. They had their panel and showed, oh my God, Justin, the next Adi Granoff set is even better than their Avengers set. Oh, what is it? It is an Adi Granoff X-Men Artifacts Plus. <laughs> and the lineup, it, they only have it unpainted, but the lineup, the way they're posed is even cooler the way it looks than the Avengers set. You got Beast all hunched over, kind of down, and but he's in a somewhat of a Hulk pose with the one hand doing, like, the grip. You got, these are all Marvel now, but you got Marvel now, Emma Frost, Marvel now, Cyclops with the Racer X, Wolverine, Magic with the giant sword. Nice. Magneto with the barely visible face. I mean, it's an awesome set. Of seven characters. That's cool. With repaint possibilities throughout, I'm sure. Yeah. You could do Gray Beast. You could do Blue Beast. There's not too many repaint possibilities on, like, these Marvel Now characters without resculpts. The Emma Frost, you couldn't do a white Emma Frost. The Cyclops, you can't do blue and yellow Cyclops. Magneto and Beast would be your two chances. There you go. And then there's a Rogue, Marvel Now Rogue, who you possibly could repaint. But, man, what... A lineup. What an amazing, amazing lineup. Yeah, because, you know, Dan had hinted at, you know, Adi doing another lineup for him, but wasn't able to tell us what it was at the time. That looks like a pretty cool lineup. Yeah, and to go right next to the Avengers, too, and all have that same style, just, oh, amazing. But, yeah, I'm there to cover that news, you know, seeing the new Diamond Mini-Made X-Men set with Blob, you know, talking to Play Imaginative, seeing... Hikari Groots, which sounds like a different language, but it's Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy in that Funko Hikari style. Nice. I mean, that's what I'm there for is to come back to the listeners and our Facebook fans with this information. But from a collector's standpoint, 
New York Comic Con's a bust. Yes. We did not ship home toys. I can't remember the last trip we made. Not even just a con, just any vacation where we aren't shipping home a box of toys. <laughs> well, it's like you guys said, you know, Hasbro used to do exclusives. They had the Compound Hulk that one time. Hasbro yeah. doesn't even have a booth, though. No, they do the night before party for whatever reason. And I don't understand why JoeBlowComics.com can get a Funko exclusive, but the Marvel shop, they just have these durable goods. Yeah, it's getting to the point where you can skip the Marvel shop. But I did go, I mean, I also do enjoy comics. I went down to Artist Alley and got some sketch covers. I got one from Allison Sowen, who did an awesome Jean Grey for me. I made you buy a Nipping Dazzler. Yeah, I don't know why you said buy that cover. But... It was beautiful. All the colors and the way he made it sparkly. It was Scott Blair. The way he drew it with pastels, it was very disco-y. And it looked like there were sparkles on it because of the pastels and how he did it. And it was amazing, I thought. And I like Dazzler. I like Scott Blair's art and I missed out on his commission list. So when Marjorie said buy Dazzler, okay. Perfect storm right there. <laughs> <laughs> And I got a Mary Jane, a recreation of the Spider Island Mary Jane from Umberto Ramos. Very cool cover there. So I had fun down in Artist Alley there. But all right, the highlight of my con entirely was thanks to my Marvel Unlimited Plus subscription membership. Without being a Marvel subscription member, this con would have not been what it was. I would have gotten some cool covers. I would have been reporting on some toys. But there were two things that happened specifically because of that membership. First, we had to leave the Hasbro party a little bit early because we were invited to a recording of This Week in Marvel, which is a podcast I listened to, hosted by Ryan Panagos, Agent M, and Stromy. And we got there late, but it went long, so we were able to watch some of that being recorded in the Avengers station at Discovery Center in Times Square. All right. Yeah, the way it was worded, we thought we were going to get to go to the Avengers station that night and buy tickets because they said they were leaving it open. They were just leaving the lobby area open is all it was. Um. And they set up chairs for the podcast. <laughs> but we also, being members and getting that email, received a huge discount off tickets to the Avengers station. It's normally 27 a person. We got in for 17 a person. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty nice. Now, we did go. It was raining on Saturday. So instead of going to the convention, because Saturday is always crowded no matter what convention you go to, we decided to head down there and have a little bit of a lazy morning and go down there and check it out. It was honestly the analogy I have is like the world's largest Uncle Milton toy. Yes, that's a very good analogy. Because <laughs> if you go back to some of our old episodes, we reviewed some of the Uncle Milton Marvel toys. And those are kind of cool toys, but they always come with that sheet that's like, here's Iron Man's repulsor glove. And now here's an entire page about magnetism so that it's educational as well as entertaining. That's what this whole thing was. It's like, you got to make education fun for kids. So you go to this Avengers station and they have it decked out like a helicarrier. So you walk in, you're briefed by a shield agent who I saw outside smoking. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> off-duty shield agent <laughs> you get a shield badge you get a temporary one and then at the end you can get your photo put on it for five bucks and you walk through and it's all about basically the four major avengers you've got a room for hulk cap iron man and thor 
Yeah, and what they, it's really cool kind of how they did it. It's kind of like a Disney thing. You walk into this room, the door's shut, panels open, and then you get your mission because you're a recruit from this, like, guy, a screen on there. You go through and it tells you, you know, you must complete all this stuff and secrecy, all this fun. And it's very cool how they decked it out. A little bit of the illusion ruined because there's some large gaps in some of the emergency exit doors. So you could see, like, generic hallways and stuff like that. Also, Disney would never have allowed the illusion to be broken the way Discovery Center did. There was no ceiling. You just look up at rafters and standard lights. Uh. Yeah, and it, I mean, if I was eight years old, I would probably be all into this and think I was in some super secret Avengers area and like really being a recruit for S.H.I.E.L.D. But when you start out, you see some replica costumes. I'm not really sure if these are actual costumes. I think they were actual movie props, but... They could be replicas, but they were from Avengers. Got to see Black Widow's jumpsuit, Hawkeye suit, and Nick Fury's coat and boots and everything. I mean, the textures there, and they use so many of those suits in a movie. I think they were movie props, but I'm always a little suspect. They had a Captain America shield later on and some other stuff. They had some obvious new stuff, too. They had, like, certain sheets of paper where they'd printed out stuff and made it look like it was aged from World War II, and it was quite obviously too educational to have been in the first Avenger. Uh. So by mixing props with new stuff, it almost became a complete illusion where it just depends how much do you choose to suspend your own disbelief. <laughs> Arnie, those actually are real costumes from the movies. That's what I thought. They look too good to be fakes. But there are some fake things like fake Hydra banners and things. I mean, it sounds like it would be a cool, like, children's museum type of exhibit. Yeah, because you go through, like, you start out with Cap, and it's all about physical fitness. There's strength tests, speed tests, cognitive tests. Now, here's where things start to fall apart for me. We're already in the first room, and we're having kind of fun looking at the stuff and reading everything, and no pictures are allowed and no recording of any kind, so we're just kind of chilling. And you get to the Cap thing, and Handle's broken off one of the speed tests. It's... It's like bicycle pedals, but one was missing a pedal. Yeah. There's like a chunk of duct tape on it. The strength test was completely broken and shut off. The cognitive test had, it was just a bad screen because you try to, it's like where you try to tap things like when the aliens pop up and shoot them, but it and was it, a horrible delay. It's like an iPad screen, but when you touched it, it was non-responsive. Oh, so like a Microsoft Surface? Hey, I like my Surface a lot. <laughs> nice. <laughs> And then you- like an old school Microsoft Surface, like before Surface was a tablet and when the Surface was a table. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get, let's see, everyone gets their own room. Then you get to Thor. Now, Thor gets, I think, like the worst of the deal, don't you? There was no prop replicas in Thor's room. There was no interactive games in Thor's room. What there was was like this massive theater display where you could go up and pick planets that were real planets. There was no Asgard or anything. You could find out about this planet that was made of a substance as light as styrofoam. I'm like, did Thor go there? Did Thor take a chunk to pack Mjolnir for shipping? Why do I care about this styrofoam planet? <laughs> then you go over to Hulk's area and it's like a lab and I had read now this didn't happen when we were there but I had read that when you do certain parts of it they have like a hologram of Hulk and he will get mad and stomp and shake the floor and everything that didn't happen there was like the lights would flicker and there was lots of noise but it's like it almost was broken and there was a hologram of Hulk that kind of like breathed and looked annoyed and bored but he never smashed no and I had read that it, it was super awesome and that was the best part of the exhibit 
And when the guy gave us our mission briefing, our cards all had QR codes. He's like, your mission is to complete as many of these as possible. I thought at the end, like we'd get a promotion based upon how much we did and how well we did it. So I'm being obsessive. Anywhere there's a QR reader, I'm like, I must do this, even if it's just reading about gamma radiation. And so I go and I scan and scan and scan, yet no payoff whatsoever. <laughs> the education is the payoff, Arnie. And then <laughs> the best room, though, was Iron Man's room, because that was like an arcade. As you can imagine, there was a Mark Seven suit of armor there, a giant video screen that was like six feet tall that you could choose which armor and it would show you the armor in pretty much life size with all the details. Now this though created a bottleneck because there were two different games and you had to wait in line for both. The first was basically a Microsoft Connect with the special game. You stand there and it will have the Mark 42 armor fly on you with that mask like it does at the beginning of Iron Man 3. And then you can move around in the Iron Man armor and then it does a flight simulator and a target shooting where you just do basically connect movements to do it. That's cool. Horribly calibrated. Poor, yeah, my feet kept pointing straight up to the sky like I was standing on my heels. Yeah. The thing with the Kinect is it takes a couple of photographs, but doesn't tell you when you are. So I'm like looking away, talking to Marjorie as it takes my photo. It's a horrible, horrible top angle down photo. But I bought one because I wasn't allowed to take photos and we need something for our video editors to use. <laughs> and the flight simulator was kind of fun. If it was a Kinect game that I could like download from Xbox, I would play it a little bit, especially at the beginning, they encourage you to dance. And so I started doing the John Travolta and then did the robot with the pendulum arm, you know, thought that was funny stuff to do as Iron Man. Yeah. The second game is actually kind of cool. You go up and you put your head against this plate that does some kind of reading and it tracks your eye movement. And so you look at something and blink twice. It's moving a cursor based on where your eyes are and knows when you blink twice to select it. Hmm. And then you could play. This is basically how they say Tony Stark does his HUD. And so you'd look at stuff and you could go do target practice and look at a target, blink twice to shoot it, look at another target and do various things like that. It was really cool, but a long line. Is that something that's going to travel or is that just an installment there? It's an installment there. They have different displays every couple of months there like they had avengers and then the bodies exhibit also and i think a while ago they had a big lego display huh yeah so that was kind of cool uh the thing you're thinking about traveling we kind of talked about was the marvel interactive exhibit which is like a traveling circus for shield and we don't have a lot of details on that there's going to be more it's not coming anywhere near us anytime soon it's hitting you know new york la those kinds of areas Ah, uh, the, the big towns. Yeah. But the best part of New York Comic Con came Sunday morning. And I don't really necessarily like going to a con on Sunday morning. Marjorie could have gone with me. This time, they allowed a guest at the Marvel Unlimited event. Normally, they don't. So it was the most packed Marvel Unlimited event I'd ever been to. They'd usually been hysterically empty. <laughs> but allowing guests packed the house. And they had said on the Wednesday night podcast, if you miss Sunday, you'll be sorry. And I'm like, they're going to show the Avengers footage. They're going <laughs> to show this Comic-Con Avengers footage. Nothing would keep me from them. So I go and they talk some comics and some stuff coming up, you know, interesting information. I, Dan Slott was there and Brian Michael Bendis and Ryan Stegman. And then they do get to the footage, though. And this was the highlight. And in order from least exciting to most, 
Least exciting was the Guardians of the Galaxy cartoon, which still looks good. It looks like the best Marvel cartoon that will be on television. But I got to see Rocket Raccoon doing some diving, have a big gun, and then Star-Lord telling him his gun's just not excessive enough. Oh, yeah, I saw that footage. That does look pretty cool. Yeah, it looks kind of fun. Yeah. Yes, that was available online, so not that exciting. Then I got to see a clip from the Agent Carter TV series with Howard Stark and Peggy Carter and... Uh Uh-oh, minor spoiler alert if anyone's worried. Jarvis. (laughs) Jarvis the driver, the human Jarvis, uh, after whom Tony named his system. Nice. That was kind of (laughs) fun. That's cool. Then we got to see footage from Ant-Man. Oh, wait, that's more exciting than the Guardians? It's more exciting because it's a movie. Okay. The Ant-Man footage, you know, if it wasn't coming out just a few months after Age of Ultron, that could be Marvel's first real misstep. Mm. Again, spoiler alert in full effect. I'm going to talk about what I saw. Ant-Man was up on a roof. I didn't even realize it was Paul Rudd. He was, I think, mostly CGI. He was wearing the helmet. The helmet was damaged and sparks were shooting out of it. And from afar, kind of like a Batman Beyond type situation, he was being given orders by Michael Douglas. Huh. And he's trying to escape before somebody comes. He's in ant mode. And he's trying to use the helmet to communicate with a flying ant, which aren't those just called termites or something? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Fleas? There's flying ants. Okay, well, it was a winged ant (laughs) who was not obeying Paul Rudd. And so Michael Douglas commands Paul Rudd to jump off a roof. And then the winged ant comes and saves him from falling to his death. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of my thinking is I have no idea what the heist they were trying to pull was. I have no idea how the transformation from big to small works. It's early. They have a year to work on the effects. What they showed just wasn't that exciting. But if that was as exciting as it gets, there's trouble. Yeah. If the best thing Ant-Man has to offer is a tiny Ant-Man base jumping and saved by a fly. I have faith it'll get better. Yeah, that's not exactly the same as the Guardians doing a prison break. That's all I got to say. Right. But that's going to be coming on the heels of Age of Ultron. Now, Justin, you've hung out with me. Despite my gregarious on-air personality, I'm a fairly reserved person, right? I'm kind of quiet a little bit. I'm not one to cheer and holler and whoop. Oh, no. you, You reserve those for when you're feeling it. They showed the Age of Ultron footage that they showed at Comic-Con, and I wasn't there at Comic-Con. So this was my first time seeing it other than a badly pirated YouTube. (laughs) And they showed stuff that the YouTube didn't have. I think I saw more than Comic-Con showed. And Wait, you didn't have to sleep outside for I didn't have to sleep outside. I just had to pay my $100 membership fee. That's worth it. Well worth it. (laughs) (laughs) During this footage, I heard this sound that was, Woo! And then I looked around. I'm like, who made? I made that sound. (laughs) I made that sound. I spontaneously whooped. (laughs) I have never spontaneously whooped. At sporting events, at rock concerts, it's always a very deliberate whoop. (laughs) I've never lost control of myself the way I did for Avengers. Wow. You ready to have some spoilers on what I saw? Definitely. Now, the scene everybody knows about is the fun scene. It's all the Avengers just hanging out in Avengers Tower. You got Maria Hill. She's allowed to stay there, too. (laughs) Black Widow draped over a table. And it's a parlor game. Can anyone pick up Thor's hammer? And Tony Stark's thinking it's fingerprint scan. You know, whoever has the fingerprints of Thor, you know. And he's getting out his repulsors. He and Rhodey both put on, like, gauntlets and try to lift it in unison and can't budge it. (laughs) 
Banner tries to pick it up and he's straining and then he pretends like he's going to hulk out to the amusement of no one. <laughs> Hawkeye tries and Jeremy Renner actually gets a moment where he smiles on camera. Whoa. Cap tries and it moves. And then Thor, you should see the look on Hemsworth's face. You will not believe the look on Hemsworth's face when it budges. Really? Yeah. It was amazing. And then it doesn't go any further. It just, it moved. (laughs) (laughs) And then their little party is interrupted because Thor goes, there's a very simple reason none of you can pick it up. You're not worthy. And Ultron walks in. How could any of you be worthy when you're all murderers? And he's looking all kind of broken and janky. Like he's not really working right. Like this is early on. Then we get to the dramatic scenes. And that was when I whooped. I mean, you get to see Scarlet Witch casting a spell, Quicksilver moving. They got a hard thing to live up to with Days of Future Past on Quicksilver. Yeah, no kidding. You see a bunch of Ultrons break through the wall and start to attack. But then, two things. One, I don't know why. Thor picks up Tony Stark by the throat. No Iron Man armor. Looks like he's going to choke him. Whoa. Second, Hulkbuster armor. Full CGI Hulkbuster armor. My heart is racing just remembering the scene. Hulk is in the streets. I don't know what he's doing. Iron Man comes down. It's the Hulkbuster armor with a small Iron Man helmet, and then a larger helmet, Hulkbuster helmet, goes over it. Nice. The two start to go at each other. Hulk uses a car in a way that makes the Hulk car boxing gloves against Abomination look like child's play. (laughs) Picks up a car, throws it at Hulkbuster armor. So you think, okay, now there's a car coming. And just when Tony goes to block the car, Hulk is behind it and punches the car into him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was when I whooped. (laughs) Awesome. That movie... Oh, my God. And then, like, they opened it up for Q&A. The only cue was, can we see that again? (laughs) (laughs) And they played it again. And this time there was less laughter as we were just all enraptured and just soaking this in. (sighs) Are you okay? It's, I, I whooped. I welled up. I'm welling up now with emotion at how good this movie looks. I'm dead serious. I haven't been this excited for a movie since Revenge of the Sith. Wow. This looks like the best Marvel movie ever. Hey, it sounds like it's rejuvenated Robert Downey Jr. into this franchise. Like, after all this, like, he's saying this is the best Marvel movie. And he was was way down with Guardians and, you know, Captain America 2. Sounds like he's ready to be in every other one. He they what hinted at Iron Man four and Captain. He's going to be in Captain America, Captain America 3. three. Yeah, so I mean, this might just be the shot in the arm. That well, does Marvel really need a shot in the arm? This just is them raising the bar even higher. I just can't believe how good it looks. I expected it to be fun. I expected it to be Avengers good, and you know, it could fall apart. It there's a lot matters about story. <laughs> And I couldn't tell you what the story is. I could tell you I saw some cool scenes. The Quinjet, Black Widow's one moment. Every character gets one moment in the montage. Black Widow's is, a Quinjet opens its bay doors from pretty high up and out drops like a missile Black Widow on a motorcycle who hits the streets and gets going. Whoa. Yeah. (laughs) Now you've got me excited. I'm going to have to search the internet to see if this is leaked yet. Oh, God. It's so amazing. I mean... It, if you'd slept out overnight at Comic-Con and seen this, you would have felt like it was worth it, especially with all those people in attendance, all the stars right there. Here, I didn't get to see the stars, but I was wide awake and got to enjoy this clip, and I wasn't 500 feet away from the screen, so. 
How long do we have to wait for this? Next summer? The trailer will possibly be attached to Interstellar, which is coming out early November, and we're reviewing it over at NowPlayingPodcast.com. All right. If not then, then possibly with Big Hero 6, the Marvel movie the next week. All right, all right. So, I can wait that long. But the movie itself, May 1st. That's all. Just May 1st. Oh, okay. So it's not even an end of summer movie that we have to wait for. Right. So nice. we can officially start getting excited about this. See, I was afraid to get excited about it because you have to wait so long. But it's not that long of a wait now. No. All right. Now you've got me geeked up. I'm going to try to find this trailer come <laughs> hell or high water. You have no idea, Justin. <laughs> I mean, Comic-Con was good. I loved some of the stuff I saw. I liked getting to talk to Zach at Diamond and Dan at Kodo and getting the art. Nothing compared to that footage. And Marjorie, I mean, your attitude was, you'll see this in the movie. Yeah. I went to flea market and I bought some really nice handmade scars from Nepal and Tibet. So, And admittedly, I mean, it was a three-hour process because I had to wait in line to get in the panel. And then the panel was an hour. This footage was like three minutes. So the percentage of ratio, and it's probably mostly going to be in a trailer that's available next month. Right. But there's just something about being in that crowd. I think part of the reason I whooped is because everyone in that room was laughing at the same time. Other people were whooping. I wasn't the only whoop. You weren't the only whoop? <laughs> it was not a one whoop show. I mean, I was not out of place cheering for this when I did. But, man, any part of me that might have been like, Marvel, I think I'm a little tired of Iron Man after Iron Man 3, and I think maybe you're putting out too many movies, gone. All reservation gone. Nice. That's what I wanted to hear. And... It actually got me so excited. I'm not going to spoil what it is because I think somebody will steal my idea truthfully. But I'll tell you off air. But I have an idea next year that is going to uh, shape my entire convention going for the year. And no, it is not cosplay. Hmm. Now I'm intrigued. Yes. Now I want to hurry up and get off air and find out what this is. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we will be back in two weeks. Doodly doo, doodly doo, doodly doo. So now we're back at now. <laughs> Just now. All right. So you guys now have seen most of what I've talked about. Now, unless it aired on last night's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode, the scene with Thor's hammer, the stuff that's been leaked from Comic-Con, the fun scene, the scene that shows this movie is going to have a sense of humor has not been shown. But that entire montage that I screamed over and gushed over, you guys have seen. That's what it was. You guys saw the trailer. I just saw it a few weeks early. What'd you think? Okay, that's... See, I was going to ask you because I was wondering if we were seeing a completely different trailer from what you saw. But if it's just missing, because I completely remembered you talking about everybody trying to pick up Thor's hammer. And I was like, where, where, where was that? But okay, I feel a little bit better that you didn't see something completely different than us. Well, we did with the Thor's hammer. What I basically saw was twice as long. It was the Thor's hammer scene and the Thor's hammer scene ended with. Ultron walking in, which is part of this trailer. You see Ultron walk in and the other Ultrons smash through the wall. All right. And then when things got dark and I told you everyone had their action scene, that's what this trailer is. Okay. I think that when you described this to Justin and I, you completely left out the beautiful music and James Spader. Yeah, the, I did leave out the music. The got no strings on me. I mean, how... Uh, it's wonderful that you can raid Disney's own library for their own songs, but how do you take, I've got no strings to hold me down. 
to take my crown? How do you take that upbeat ditty from like the 30s and make it ominous? It's so haunting. It is. I mean, this whole trailer, I'm just like, oh my God, James Spader, he is so wonderfully creepy and that music just makes it amazing. Oh yeah. You know what this trailer did for me? It pissed me off. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Because we had to sit through Chitauri in the first one. Now we're getting something cool like Ultron. You know, I'm not saying the the first Avengers wasn't awesome because it was, but come on, Chitari, we should have started here. We should have started with these guys. No, I think this is right, though. The first movie was about the Avengers. I mean, I said it back then. I thought that the villain was weak in that. Loki was good. But the whole Chitari thanos thing, the fact that they ended, like, at the end of Phantom Menace, which is never a good thing. You take out the mothership and they all just fall. I think the movie needed to be about what it was, the creation of a team. You had so many heroes, but now they're a team. They're together. And it looks like there's going to be a little infighting, but now you've got the room to allow villainous characters to grow. Because remember, the end scene after the credits of Captain America the Winter Soldier, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are prisoners of that Hydra Baron, Von Strucker. And so are they going to be good? Are they going to be working for Von Strucker to begin with? There's so many questions in that. It's not even funny. Yeah, it's hard to piece together what's going on. I mean... Trailers are always like that. You know, there'll be some things in the trailer that don't make it to the movie and vice versa. But at any rate, holy cow, Hulkbuster Iron Man. How cool is that? Did you feel that Banner looked under duress when they show like him sitting on the ground? Yeah. I mean, it looked like he's totally dejected. Like, man, I lost control of this thing. Yeah. You guys are talking about that. And the Hulkbuster scene is what got my attention. But there's another scene that I want to know the context of so badly. And that's Black Widow. You know, she was chased by Hulk in the last one. She was scared to death of Hulk in the last one. We thought he might kill her. And now she's putting up her hand and Hulk's putting his hand on hers. Like maybe the two of them, she's the only one who will trust Hulk after that. And remember those teaser posters that were put out at Comic-Con. It's Hulk and Widow back to back. Like they're fighting Mm. together. Hmm. I may be reading way too much into this. You might be. You don't know, but you might be. Well, we only have seven months to dissect it and figure out what we're looking at. Surely someone's done a frame-by-frame analysis already, right? They have. And there's something else that I totally missed that somebody pointed out. In the scene with all the Avengers gathered together, and that's the end of the Thor's hammer scene when Ultron stomps in, there's yet another person. I mean, we knew Maria Hill, Black Widow, all of them. Coulson, he's stuck on television. He doesn't get to come play. (laughs) But there's also an Asian woman in there who is another major player in Avengers 2, and Marvel is tight under wraps about who she is. Interesting. And I've read so much speculation and things, and it just makes me laugh, the speculation, because I've talked about some of it before. We speculated so heavily about what we read online about Iron Man being in Guardians. I believe nothing I read online. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Andy Serkis shows up with a weird beard, and all of a sudden, he's Dr. Claw. I mean, it might might be, but I mean, come on, you can't go by just a beard. (laughs) You know, is Claw the only bearded character in all? Maybe he's Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange has a beard. Yeah, not that bootstrap beard, though. Like it's that (laughs) no mustache Abraham Lincoln type of beard he's got going on. Almost look Amish or Children of the Cornish. Take your pick. Hmm. They're kind of the same thing, aren't they? Kind of. Yeah, I mean, people could be right. Who knows? Could be Ulysses Claw. But the whole thing 
has me just chomping at the bit for May to get here. No kidding. So it's going to be a long wait, but it's going to be exciting. And let's just hope I don't end up troop building Hot Toys Ultrons. <sighs> yeah. That's going to be a problem. What's the over-under on the Hot Toys Hulkbuster? Oh, it's 100% happening. you got to know it's happening. And for how much? Uh, I'm going to put it at the $950 mark. Oh, God, i got to start saving now. <laughs> I know. Hey, Hot Toys, just admit that you're going to do it. You don't have to show us any pictures or anything. Let us just start flex paying now. <laughs> Serious. <laughs> Maybe they could have, like, a subscription club. You guys know those beauty box subscriptions, like Birchbox and Barkbox. Maybe you could just give, like, $100 or something a month, and every once in a while you just get a Hot Toy. Get a Hot Box? Yep. Hot Box. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> if I was only paying $100 a month in Hot Toys, that would be awesome. <laughs> I maybe didn't want to know that. <laughs> we need to call their people. We've got some marketing ideas for them. Get in the hot box. <laughs> Don't they use that, like, at Guantanamo? <laughs> Not officially. <laughs> All right. Well, we will be back next week. We're going to go a bit lighter than this Age of Ultron trailer. We're going to talk some Big Hero 6. Plus, I got in hand some new legends from Target, the Target exclusive three pack. Oh, that's right. So we are going to have that free review next week. So all that and more on the next Marvelicious Toys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help our show by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. There's even more Marvelicious content at our website, MarveliciousToys.com At the site, you can see pictures of the products we discussed, find checklists for Marvel toys, talk and trade toys in the Marvelicious forums, and much more. It's all at MarveliciousToys.com We want to hear your thoughts on Marvel collectibles. You can leave reports of your latest toy finds, as well as product reviews on our voicemail at 803-MARVEL-4. That's 803-627-8354. Or email an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at MarveliciousToys.com. Marvelicious Toys is produced and edited by Arnie Carvalho. Marvelicious Podcast Video Enhancement by Andrew, Daryl, Josh, and Barrett. Marvelicious Website Design by Jason. Graphic Design by Justin. Photo Editing by Curtis and Jeff. Announcements by Brock. If you also like Star Wars, Star Wars Collecting is covered at our other podcast, Star Wars Action News, which you can find at SWActionNews.com. If you want to hear reviews of every movie ever based on Marvel Comics, check out those reviews and hundreds more on the Now Playing Podcast at NowPlayingPodcast.com. Marvel Comics and all that the Marvel Multiverse contains are the intellectual property of Marvel Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, and no infringement is intended. Marvelicious Toys is a Venganza Media Production, copyright 2014, all rights reserved, and no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated. Then we got to see footage from Ant-Man. Oh, wait, that's more exciting than the Guardians? It's more exciting because it's a movie. Okay. And it's got Paul Rudd and Michael that's Douglas. True. Paul Rudd is the most handsome man next to you. <laughs> well, thank you. Oh, you're talking <laughs> <about> <laughs> Wait a sec. I thought Hugh Jackman was the up there. No, Paul Rudd, who just offered to have a kegger at his mom's house if the Royals win because he's from Kansas. That's right.
Does his mom know or is she out of town? She's out of town, he said. Like most kangaroos. $5 cover, he said. (laughs) Solo cuffs everywhere. That's right. He's from Overland Park. I'll show you right where to go. (laughs) It was amazing. And then it doesn't go any further. It just, it moved. (laughs) Wasn't that a Seinfeld episode? It moved. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, with the chiropractor. George was getting a back rub by a man and it moved. (laughs) That doesn't mean anything. (laughs) 